Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Jacqueline sent me a note just moments ago and said, Steve, bad news out of that uh, safe deposit box raid in California. Uh, from Business Insider, judge rules to dismiss case in FBI raid of 1,400 private safe deposit boxes and the seizure of millions in jewelry and cash. Uh, Sam Tabaridi wrote this. A judge ruled that federal agents who raided 1,400 safe deposit boxes at a private vault company did not violate search and seizure laws, according to court documents shared with Business Insider. A lawsuit filed back in August had argued that the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles obtained warrants against U.S. private vaults in Beverly Hills, and they got those warrants, they argued, by concealing critical details from the judge who approved the warrants. But in his most recent ruling, District Court Judge R. Gary Klausner found no impropriety in the way the government got or executed the warrants for the March 2021 raid. Klausner agreed to dismiss the class action lawsuit filed on behalf of the people whose boxes had been seized. So it's important to keep in mind this is a private company that has safe deposit boxes that you can rent and put stuff in. The company that ran that pled guilty to some criminal charges. There's no question that the landlord, in essence, has been charged and convicted of an actual crime. But the safe deposit boxes were rented out to just average people who put things in there like they'd put in any safe deposit box. And the government has said, well, we had to inventory what was in those boxes and we encountered stuff like, oh, I don't know, cash. Uh, We have the right to grab it because it may be involved in crimes or might be the fruit of criminal proceeds or or something. We're not quite sure. But if you want your stuff back, you're going to have to come back and argue with us about it and maybe take us to court. So the lawsuit's been dismissed. The vault company was shut down. And uh, they pleaded guilty to conspiracy to launder drug money, which, again, has nothing to do with the people who rented those boxes. Now, a spokesperson for the FBI said today's district court ruling makes it clear that agents investigating criminal activity at U.S. private vaults did not mislead the court and affirms the FBI's position that the investigation was conducted without malice and in a manner consistent with the law, FBI policies, and the U.S. Constitution. Well, number one, FBI policies, who cares about those? Those aren't the law. So if they conducted something in line with their policies, that's a meaningless statement. Because when the police seize cash from travelers, they're doing that consistent with their policies. And that is no remedy for you when your money's been taken for them to say, yeah, but we followed our policies. And um, consistent with the law, as noted, civil asset forfeiture is wrong. But the law currently says it's okay. Most Americans, as in the vast majority of them, say that civil asset forfeiture is wrong. And so the fact that it's consistent with the law and FBI policies makes it really, really meaningless. Now, the U.S. Constitution is a different matter. And every time I do a story about civil asset forfeiture, I get at least one sincere email from somebody who says, Steve, I've been really troubled about the civil asset forfeiture ever since you started talking about it. And I did some research, and it seems to me it's got to violate either the Fourth Amendment or the Fifth Amendment. How could it not? And that's how most people think. 
But the problem is that the asset forfeiture goes so far back that precedent, which courts feel they need to follow, says that, well, when they seize the money from you, um, it's not an action against you. It's an action against the money. See? So this $100 bill, which is sitting right there, um, you might think, hey, Steve owns that $100 bill. I mean, he's had it on his set for a couple of years now. Isn't that his? Well, yeah, but when the police seize the $100 bill and take it to court, they say, oh, we're, we're, we're bringing an action against the money. It's got nothing to do with Steve. Now, if Steve wants that money back, he can sue us to get the money back. But it's really a dispute between us and the money. Now, if he wants to intervene in that somehow, he can. So this is where it all falls apart. But the spokesperson for the FBI said, the ruling makes it clear, that they didn't mislead the court. They have no malice. By the way, <laughs> malice? Was that malice a forethought? Uh, the lawsuit was filed after FBI agents raided the Beverly Hills, California branch of U.S. private vaults seizing more than $86 million in cash as well as jewelry and gold from 1,400 safe deposit boxes and then claimed that the owner's items still had not been returned and that agents misled a judge to get the warrant. And, and that's one of those things which I suspect will get hashed out in the future because none of the people who owned the boxes have been charged after almost five years of investigating. Various agencies concluded the problem was the business itself, but not the customers of the business. The FBI spokesperson said regarding the unreturned items that agents outlined evidence of widespread criminal wrongdoing in court filings while establishing a simple procedure to return safeguarded contents to box holders who were not otherwise subject to asset forfeiture. But following their logic, Everyone is subject to asset forfeiture. doesn't matter if you've been convicted of a crime. Obviously, otherwise that'd be criminal asset forfeiture. So everyone is subject to it. So to say that they outlined evidence of widespread criminal wrongdoing, but established a simple procedure, well, the simple procedure doesn't apply to anybody because everyone is subject to the asset forfeiture. Uh, Robert Fromer is a lawyer who represents at least 400 plaintiffs in the class action suit, claimed in an earlier filing that the government did not know what was in those boxes, who owned them, or what, if anything, those people had done. So to say that it's all the fruit of crimes or evidence of crimes, what crimes? Can you point to a single crime? Here's the $100 bill. This is the $100 bill. This is the old hundo, the Ben Franklin we've been talking about for years. This $100 bill, tell me about it. Evidence of a crime? Fruit of a crime? What is it? It's the $100 bill. The scope of what the FBI did is unprecedented, Fromer said. This was the largest armed robbery in United States history and was committed by the FBI. In new emails with Insider, Fromer confirmed that there will be an appeal. <laughs> yes, they're going to appeal. Attorney Rob Johnson, who works with Fromer, described the ruling as a shocking decision that will set a dangerous precedent that will allow the FBI and other law enforcement agencies to bypass the Fourth Amendment. The decision gives a blueprint for the government to pry open safe deposit boxes, storage lockers, and other private spaces, and to take the contents with civil forfeiture. So right now, if there is one of those places where you can rent a storage locker, you've seen them on Storage Wars. Okay, 
you find out that the people who run that place are also selling drugs on the side. The government can now come in, seize the office, and of course the office controls access to the gate that you know controls access to the storage lockers. So they can seize all of this and go, okay, we're going to now rifle through all of the storage lockers and take an inventory. And by the way, if we find any valuables in there, we can keep them civil asset forfeiture. And as people have pointed out, what's to say they can't do this at just a regular bank? All they got to do is say, well, we have a suspicion that some of these boxes contain contraband. And so we're going to go and start busting those open. Now, they haven't done that yet. And I suspect one of the reasons is the banking industry is so powerful that the banking industry would push back. But U.S. private vaults, apparently they had the goods on them with respect to crimes. So they knew they weren't going to put up much of a fight. And it turns out they didn't put up any fight at all. It took the people who had stuff in the boxes to put up the fight. So... There's no question we'll be filing an appeal, Johnson said, but the spokesperson for the FBI said the FBI stands by its ongoing investigation of U.S. private vaults, a business that criminally facilitated drug trafficking and money laundering and which allowed customers to store their criminal proceeds anonymously in safe deposit boxes. Um, they make a big leap there, though. The business criminally facilitated drug trafficking and money laundering, and they pled guilty to something, but then also allowed customers to store criminal proceeds. So do they have evidence that any of this was criminal proceeds? Do they have that? Because that's what the spokesperson is suggesting. According to the court papers, U.S. Private Vault specifically solicited criminal clientele on its website, saying the less it knew about its customers, the better. The company advertised its services to help customers avoid government agencies such as the IRS or attorneys armed with court orders. Uh, by the way, um, attorneys armed with court orders are not government agencies. And the IRS is somebody that many people would like to avoid. It doesn't mean that you're a criminal. Because tax avoidance is not illegal. It's tax evasion that's illegal. And so there's nothing wrong with having cash. This is not criminal. And the fact that I want to keep this from the IRS... Just means I don't want to give them more money than I have to. And I don't owe them this, so why should I give this to them? So why, why do I even want them to know about this hundred? And so if I had more hundreds like this, I might not leave them laying around the set for fear that someone's going to go, oh, you're doing that to avoid the IRS and other government agencies. Yeah, most people want to avoid government agencies as much as they can. And that's not because they're criminals. They just know that if you encounter law enforcement and you've done nothing wrong, there's a chance that something might go astray. However, documents also said that U.S. private vaults did not solely rent to criminal customers, and many customers used its services for legitimate reasons. And in the previous stories I've done on this, I've probably done five videos on this now, there were people who were identified who came forward and said, here is what's going on. I put stuff in a vault at U.S. private vaults because of the following reasons, and they had perfectly valid reasons. And by the way, if I want to, I can take this $100 bill and put it in an account of some sort and invest it and possibly make money like interest or something. But if I want to, I can also just take this and put this underneath my mattress or between the pages of a book 
or someplace else in the set to taunt viewers. But the point is, I'm not required by law to do anything with this money that I don't want to because it is mine. And so to say, well, if you put it in a bank account where we can track it, that's legal. But when you keep cash under your mattress, that's illegal. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not against the law to have cash. It's not. Now, crossing borders with it, you know, actual national borders, that might be a problem, okay? And if this was income and I didn't declare it, that's another problem. But the mere possession of cash is not against the law. There's other items on my shelf behind me, knickknacks, okay? Someplace back there, I've got a couple walking Liberty half dollars. I just think they're cool. Now, I can spend them. They're 50 cents a piece in face value. I could take them to a coin dealer and sell them for a little bit more than face value because they're solid silver and silver coins have a value above and beyond face value quite often, right? But the fact that I have them is not illegal. They are not evidence of a crime. I have them because I think they're cool. And by the way, it doesn't matter why I have them. I simply have them. Now, if I stole them, that'd be a problem. Or if I acquired them and was required to declare them as income for some wacky reason, like I got a boatload of them and didn't declare it as income and it was income for the sake of my hypothetical, then that might be a problem also. But the mere fact that I've got this $100 bill does not prove anything, show anything, or insinuate anything about the illegality of my possession of it. And that's the crazy part about this, is that, generally speaking, you are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law under our legal standards. That's the way it is, the way it's been, and the way everyone wants it to be. However, if they suddenly go, oh, you've got a bunch of cash on you, you must be guilty of something. Tell you what, we'll take the cash from you and we're going we're to make you sue us if you want it back. That's wrong. That's backwards. It's inside out. So the fact that this still goes on is a major problem. The fact that it still goes on is because of the fact that the government profits from it. And many agencies think it's their job to generate income. Now, law enforcement should not think its job is to generate income, but they often do. That's a problem in our society. How will this get fixed? Well, at the state level, states can fix it by passing laws outlawing civil asset forfeiture or curtailing it and making it only apply in certain circumstances. However, this is going to take federal legislation and it's going to require senators and representatives to stand up and go, you know something, we've got to pass a law on this. And the fact that they haven't done this yet is insane because of all the things that are out there, I know some hot button topics right now, right now in America, Couple hot button topics. People are going to run out and vote because of how hyped up they are on one or two topics. If you told me, Steve, we're going to hold an election in February and you got to get up at three o'clock in the morning and go vote in a 12 minute window, yes or no on the abolishment of civil asset forfeiture in America, I'd get up and vote and I'd drag all my friends. And I think many other people would also. So I don't know of anything else I talk about on this channel that is as offensive to my viewers in, in principle. There's nothing out there worse than civil asset forfeiture of the topics that I talk about on this show. Okay, And so it's one of those crazy things 
that many people go, well, it hasn't happened to me. It's no big deal. It could happen to you. It could happen to you. So here we go. That's my $100. It's mine. It's not evidence of a crime. And it should be illegal for someone to take it from me and force me to sue them to get it back. So I support these people in their case taking it up on appeal. And unfortunately, this is the kind of thing that's got to happen for this to possibly get spun around by a court. So they'll take this up, I presume, to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and see what happens there. If they win there, go back down and fight some more. If they lose there, appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. And maybe, maybe getting the right case in front of the Supreme Court could make this stop. Because it's only two ways this can stop. The Supreme Court reversing it or federal legislation covering all 50 states. And I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens. But right now, we're going to follow this. Business Insider published at Jacqueline sent. Thanks a lot. Sam Tabaridi wrote it. Judge rules and dismisses the case in the FBI raid of the 1,400 private safe deposit boxes and seizure of millions in jewelry and cash. But this is just the beginning. We'll see what happens. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Whoever said money doesn't buy happiness didn't know where to shop.